1: Hey, people-centric leaders, welcome to our podcast. I was at a conference recently. How many of you have been to a conference since COVID? Diana, have you been to a conference since COVID?
0: I have. I've been to a few, actually.
1: A how few. did it feel? Like, imagine, so think go, take ourselves back to like March, 2020,
0: uh-huh. right? April. Yeah, yeah. We're
1: stuck in the houses, right? Stuck in our places. Yeah. And how did the first time you actually went out to a conference, how did that feel after not being out for a while?
0: honestly really cool and a little unsettling Mm -hmm. like it was those both emotions like I was very excited to see people and hang out but I also kept a weird distance and felt strange about doing that you know whereas used to like I'd run up and give people a hug or shake their hand I was kind of like
2: hey
1: Hey (laughs) we're close to each other but (laughs) hey
0: it's good to see you glad you didn't die and survived but I'm not going to touch you
1: yeah yeah it's interesting and you'll hear different people when they started to come out from the cave during COVID have different experiences right I know for me like going to the first conference was just like a breath of fresh air like the first time you get to speak on stage with a group of people like actually watching you not on a webinar for the first time in several months was just glorious having people respond laugh at all of my jokes, all of the best things that happen whenever I speak in front of people. Why did you guys all react like that? You guys all just... very
3: humble. You're just so humble.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. I yeah. don't point that I'm out sure. to other people enough.
0: I'm sure you were gravely missed on stage. You know, thank
1: you. Yeah. 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 You know, there's a talent that you try to bring to the world. And it's just time to You just don't want to keep it in the corner. Right. I don't know what to say. Okay, I'm going to get out of this part of it. But Anyway, I'll go to our story here. So I went to a conference last weekend. It was in Hilton Head, South Carolina. It was with the City Regional Magazine Association. Give a shout out to all the great folks out there. Got to see lots of old friends. Had a really good time. Had a nice dinner out by the ocean. Had got to sit by the fire out by the beach. Just having drinks and catching up with stuff till the wee hours of the morning. And then I got home and I got the COVID. So it's my first time, my first experience with it got it. I got a minor case. Thankfully it's going around our family. Now They seem to be okay, but it's, it's just, it's miserable for a few days. So I went back from, went from being out about with all these people having a good time to being stuck in my room for a while. And now it's like, I've got my front window open and I'll see people walking by. And I saw somebody, I knew one of my neighbors was walking by and I almost yelled at them, you know, Hey, what are you doing? Going for a walk? You know, what are you? Will you be
0: my friend for just like a few minutes? I just need some human interaction. (laughs) You have a dog. I like dogs.
1: You got dogs. I like dogs. I can't touch the dog right now or you. So you might stay away from me, but it's okay. Can you come here? Yeah. Now at the same time, my wife, Julie, so she just tested positive on this. She kind of looks at it. Like I get a vacation. Like I'm in a little bit of time off here. This is all right. I don't have to be around people. This is fantastic. So some of you are picking up on this idea. What we're going to talk about today is introverts and extroverts. The idea that people like to be around people or don't like to be around people and some of the misconceptions about those things and how that really impacts us at work and who we are. So we've got our team with us today. So I'm going to I'm gonna introduce and then we've got a really, really exciting day today because this is our first podcast with somebody new it's going to be exciting. I'm going to put this out there, but we've got, we've got Bethany with us today. Bethany, are you an introvert or are you an extrovert?
3: Um, I would say I probably lean more towards extrovert, but, but I would, but I'm kind of, I think as an adult, more of like an, an ambivert we've said, because I have these moments. I really like people, but I also like need moments to recharge and like be at home and kind of, become a homebody sometimes so I'm sort of both is so that kind, a of, of, that?
1: kind okay. of both well there's a word for it right you just used it ambivert and it's the mm-hmm. idea of I like to say it it's people that like to be around people until they don't yeah and I'd probably describe myself as an ambivert too if I'm at an yeah. event or with a client all day long there's a moment where you just go like we can't talk I'm done I
3: hit a threshold yeah you guys know I've been on trips with you you don't <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, bethany, you, it's
3: very visible when it happens to you bethany
0: you're like happy 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 and then just like nothing
1: she just or falls shut off down <laughs>
3: yeah i just Beth, need to Beth, go to sleep
1: <laughs> bethany's riding in the car with me and we have six hours in the car on a drive and we're at hour five and bethany's like i'm just gonna close my eyes now <laughs> like i just need you to you can she listen can't. to music quietly if you want to while you're driving, Don. but I'm just, I'm not going to participate in any conversation. I don't care what you do, but I can't talk to you anymore. <laughs> I'm just done. I cannot speak to you anymore. And it was just, I didn't <laughs> take it personally, of course, but no. I mean, I'd gone through all my best jokes and stuff, so I don't understand what <laughs> happened, but yeah. yeah. Diana, are you an extrovert, an introvert or an ambervert?
0: So I, you know, like with this job, we've taken the assessments like 9 million times and I always fall very in the middle between extrovert and introvert. So I am an ambivert. I do, I, or I have been most of my life been in an ambivert where when I'm done, I'm done. I'm like Bethany, but I think since the pandemic and since all the quarantine, I am now greatly in the introvert side of things. I think it has shifted me pretty hard towards introvert.
1: Yeah. You kind of work in your dark room there on the West coast with your puppy.
0: Yeah. I don't have to see people. It's, it's nice. (laughs) (laughs) You need
2: your
3: dog. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's interesting how you fall into that and how it changes through our lives in different phases and things like that. We've talked about that before, where it kind of shifts and moves in on us a little bit. Uh, that's good. And then our third guest with us today is not a guest, a new member, newest member of our team. I'm proud to introduce Stephanie Anderson. Stephanie has joined our team. She's brand new as of what, two days ago?
2: I think this is my, my either third or fourth day. Yeah.
1: This is the third or fourth day. They're kind of running together at this point. Yeah. Fourth day. This is amazing. We're so excited to have Stephanie on our team. Stephanie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like where did you come from? Are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? (laughs) And then sing a song for us, if you don't mind.
2: Ooh, okay. That's a dangerous challenge for me. (laughs) Um, Where did I come from? So I have um, quite a bit of background in lots of different areas of business. I did um, about a decade in areas of nonprofit business, international development, did a little nonprofit consulting in the past. Um, Most recently, though, I'm coming from the financial world um, where I was working with teams of advisors to help them grow and hire um, new members of their team. So I was excited to get to talk about this topic today because it's something that we talked a lot about in hiring in, in our firm of introvert versus extrovert. And is there really a better fit for our company and our team? And yeah, to your question, I will say I am Probably extremely an extrovert, but an extrovert with definitely limits of, I will have my moment where it's like people, 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 people. And then like, I will be in my home for two days. And if you disturb me, (laughs) (laughs) I will cut you. Yeah. Yeah. You will hear from me that you've disturbed me because I can't not talk. So maybe dissimilar to Diana during the first COVID lockdown, I suffered Um, and I was like, I... I was the person who texted you multiple times. Um, and where Don was asking me to sing is I admitted to them that I downloaded one of those karaoke apps. Um, I've grown up singing my whole life and would sing, send, um, singing telegrams to my friends. So if that gives you an idea of the level of extroversion and how much I just live the spotlight, there it is for you. <laughs>
1: So go check out www.stephaniesongsathome.com and you can download, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know what's at that site. Search, I search just,
2: safely, friends. Yeah, search safely. I That's know, really, you know, know, right.
1: yeah, be careful. Be careful of what oh, I just said no. there. Don't follow my advice there. Uh, you know, Stephanie, you, t- you mentioned something really good and I think it's a good place to start on this topic. By the way, Matt Griswold is on the road again for us. I was supposed to be with him, but they don't allow you to travel with coronavirus. That's weird. Jeez. What's their problem? Stupid
0: rules.
3: Stupid yeah, rules.
1: Rules. Rules are dumb. But uh, Stephanie, you mentioned like in the hiring process, like like measuring engage or measuring introvert or extrovert. There's lots of assessments you can take. Uh, I think you mentioned like for financial people, you did take those assessments. You had people take those assessments when you were scouting people for that potential job. Talk a little bit about what you learned and in, in your research on that about introverts and extroverts and how it's used in hiring and maybe how it's misused sometimes in hiring.
2: Sure. Yeah. So we had a couple specific personality assessment tools we'd use throughout the hiring process to really help determine whether or not a position kind of fell really well within someone's kind of natural personality and how they like to work or conversely how much was this going to push them outside of their comfort zone and one of those metrics would broadly speaking tell us introverted versus extroverted so we'd measure social ability and one thing that we had found through research on our team and you know when we looked at then after we hired someone and how long did they stay at the company and what level of success did they achieve we really found that there was no correlation between introverted and extroverted and success at our firm in the financial world. So that was really interesting to look at when we had that raw data, but then we would look at our hiring process and how many people are we interviewing and what buckets do they fall in of realizing we had a little bit of a social bias at our firm of we tended to Take interviews and interview more people who were extroverted. So, as um, good, curious question asker people, um, we started digging into why and, you know, was this an us? Thing is, there a cultural phenomenon happening here with work that is maybe giving extroverts a little bit of a clearer lane in the job market and, and in our work environment too. Of that, and I think I'll just share my perspective. I think there definitely is. I think extroverts we perform really well in interviews. We love to talk. We're generally really bubbly and charismatic. We raise our eyebrows and we smile and not our head with everything that you say. Like, we're just so excited about everything. (laughs) And introverts are typically more reserved. They're processing things and they need time literally away from you sometimes to discover really what they think and feel about something. They need that seclusion. And so, yeah, we found that, you know, um, it was something that we were cognizant of. So we were trying to keep tabs on, but I think I've seen a lot of companies who aren't aware that they have that that bias in their hiring process. They aren't aware that they have that bias in their workplace. And if you do, you're missing something. I think both introverts and extroverts and ambiverts have value to bring to the team.
1: Yeah, so let's, let's explore that a little bit because I could hear some people probably who are listening to this say, I can see why people would be favoring especially for like a financial planner kind of person an extroverted personality you know the person who's nodding and acknowledging things and engaging and that kind of stuff doesn't that make for a better financial planner like isn't that isn't that a feature that doesn't it make sense to want that
2: well yes and no don (laughs) um i think On one hand, yes, we all love to feel like we're being listened to, right? Like we want to have that affirmation. I don't think I know a single person who just loves having someone look at them with a dead face, especially in the financial realm where we're talking about something that feels really private and personal, right? We're talking about your money and your life plans and the what-ifs of the world that we like to pretend don't exist most days. So this is where I would say we recognize on our team extroverts were the leaders on our team in that space. So when we had opportunity to do training and focus on those areas of how do you credential professional financial advisor? How are you attracting new clients to your business? Man, our extroverts just knocked out of the park there. But then what we actually found is in meetings with clients, introverts won every time because they were great listeners extroverts, and I'm just going to speak for myself personally, I love to hear myself talk. So I'm probably already talking too much on my first podcast and and dominating (laughs) the space, Um, but we love the sound of our own voice. So we love to hear ourselves talk. I love to hear my own ideas out loud. And so sometimes in a client focused setting, we will think a little bit more about what we're going to say and how they will perceive us versus an introvert that's processing what the other person has said and responding to it. So, you know, we called that process fact-finding of when you're sitting down with the client and actually getting to know them, man, introverts are the best fact-finders because they talk maybe only 10% of the meeting. So their clients actually walked out of that meeting feeling really valued and heard.
0: It's funny. I have a, a story about this in my own life. I recently interviewed a bunch of financial advisors because I wanted to get a good financial advisor. And so I interviewed several and there was two top contenders and one of them was very extroverted. They had a team with them. They like rallied and it was so fun to hang out with those like three people in that meeting. And I, I, my husband and I were talking about how we just felt very welcomed. We felt like they were gonna take care of us. We felt good around them. And then we started asking some deep questions and they weren't giving us answers that we didn't already know, which my husband and I are very financially savvy. We love the we love retirement planning. It's like our fun thing that we do on the weekend. So, anyway, that's weird. So, we were actually asking some deep questions and they weren't able to tell us anything we didn't know. And they didn't we didn't feel like they asked the right questions back to us, but they still made us feel really good. And then there was this other financial advisor who asked really great questions about how we use our money, how, when we want to retire, like just really good questions about our lifestyle. And while he wasn't nearly as engaging and fun and we didn't feel as happy when we left that meeting, we ended up choosing him because he had the better answers and the better questions. And we really liked that he was very detailed and processed. And several times he said, I'm not exactly sure. Let me think about it for a minute. And then he'd go back and he'd be like, okay, I thought about it. Here's what I think you should do. But he always came back to it. But you could tell that his wheels were just going. And I really loved that about him. So we ended up with the more introverted expert. But had we not known a lot about financial planning and a lot about our finances, I think we would have gone with the other people because we wouldn't have known that they weren't answering or asking the right questions.
3: Mhm. Yeah, that's really interesting. I was thinking about like this question of Stephanie, you said you feel like it is um businesses set up more for extroverts or like at least in the hiring process, we tend to to really like those extroverts. But I I don't know, I was wondering, I mean, we work with lots of different businesses and lots of different industries Um, at different departments and see all the different roles within an organization and I guess my thought was like like is it though or is it just the it does it depend on the role within the organization too you know like do we like are there certain I would think there's certain roles that we tend to lean more towards that it works better to be an extrovert and some we just are like no it makes sense that they're an introvert but is that but then are we putting introverts in a box by saying like you can only take these kinds of roles within the organization. Do they want that or do they want those leadership roles like you were talking about, Stephanie? I don't know that's for anybody, but.
2: Yeah, I think that's a great question to ask and to look at in your organization and make sure again, right, we aren't stereotyping people because I think that's why everyone's kind of so sick of this introverted versus extroverted conversation because it just gets stereotyped, right? And, and I find within that stereotype introverts almost always get the brunt of the stereotype that extroverts still kind of get celebrated through that of like you have flaws but they're charming and introverts you have flaws and you exist so i think it is i mean i think there are certain pieces of roles that might naturally suit an introvert expert more the one that comes to mind to me is networking right of If you are expecting someone on your team to walk into a room of people and walk out knowing most of them, then an extrovert is most likely to be more comfortable in that space. But what I will say is that does not mean that an introvert cannot do that. And I think there's something else to look at when you look at an employer, if you're using some of these assessments as well, is like, How comfortable or uncomfortable do those activities really make them? Because I think what you'll find is there's a plenty of introverts who are willing to push themselves outside of their comfort zone to try new things and to learn new skills. And they want to be challenged in that way. Similarly, I think you're going to find extroverts within your company who are kind of tired of, of being the face. And they would like to be challenged and they would like to be put into the spreadsheets and the documents and some of those internal team meetings. So I think it's really um, get to know that person and know your, know your roles well. And what are you actually expecting of someone in this position?
0: Yeah. And I, I say all the time, like I am much better with the one-to-one conversations. I don't mind going into a group, but it's not my favorite. I don't love doing that. I don't really want to be on, I never want to be on stage. Like I, could I go do it? Sure. Have I jumped up and helped? Yes. Have I made a fool of myself at old leadership masterminds? A hundred percent. But I definitely think that I am better at the one-to-one. So like, I And I enjoy those more. And I think just because I'm introverted doesn't mean that I can't be very effective. It just means that I'm effective in different ways.
3: Yeah. And that's what I was going to say is it might be worth, you know, if, you know, specifically in the hiring process, I guess, I wonder if it's worth looking at your, like what you're actually looking for. So, you know, Stephanie, you used use networking as an example, Like, is the, what's the goal though? Like, are you expecting that person to physically go be in places all the time and at, you know, community events and things like that to get to know people, or are you trying, or is that person supposed to like sell the product or build relationships? And they might do that a different way. And so being open to understanding that like, this is the end goal that we're looking for um and and just knowing that people can have multiple ways of doing it and you might have it in your mind that it's it can only be done this way but be open to exploring how how people do things differently.
0: You just reminded me like I'm actually really good at networking, but it's because I have a system and a process and I'm very intentional about it. So like I don't go in and meet everybody. I've never done that. I go in and meet very key people based on my goal. So and I have a whole presentation about like how you should network well. And it's not a mass gunshot, although that works, right? You could go do that. Mine's like a, be very intentional and seek out who you want to meet and why and have a reason for that.
1: So if you run into, into Diana at that event and she comes and talks to you, just ask her, what do you want? And clearly <laughs> you want something you, because you're on yep. your
3: way yep. list. Also, if Diana's talking to you in a networking event, she thinks you're very important. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's give right. yourself a gold star for that.
1: That's yeah. huge. That's huge because Diana usually ignores me at those kinds of things. So I don't know what that is, but that's.
0: I get to talk to you all the time. I don't need you for anything. That sounds yeah. bad.
1: Yeah. That sounds <laughs> As great. I
0: said it, I was like, this is the wrong phrase, great. but. No,
1: it's fine. You're yeah, not no. part of
0: the goal of the networking.
1: No, I get it. Okay. It mean, okay. to an end. That's fine. No, it's good. That's good. No, I think it's a good conversation. You know, I realize that we're, we're 15 minutes into this episode here talking about introverts and extroverts, and we haven't really completely defined what an introvert or an extrovert is. So let's throw that out there a little bit. I think there's misconceptions of what those things really mean. I think that some people would say, well, introverts like extroverts, like people and introverts don't like people. That's not true right? It's
0: not true. No.
1: So what is a better definition of introvert and extrovert?
0: I always tell people it's how that group of people gain energy or lose energy. So me now being an introvert, when I go and hang out with a lot of people or network or do those things, I do it effectively. I do it well. But when I'm done, I am very tired. My bucket is depleted. And I feel like I need to go into a quiet room or just listen to a podcast or just sit in silence sometimes to just not have all of the interaction anymore. I need to refill by being isolated. And once I'm isolated for a little bit, I'm filled back up and I feel better and it's fine. And I think conversely, extroverts gain their energy by being around humans. So if they were forced to sit in a room alone, it would deplete their energy and they would need to go find some human interaction to refill their bucket.
2: I'm going to agree with that deeply. Um, I've kind of always said like the worst job for me would be if you put me in a corner by myself and just said, Stephanie, don't talk to anyone. Just put your head down and get your work done. That's like my nightmare work scenario. Um, And I get that feeling like if I come out of a a room with people or if I've done a speaking event or even being in like a buzzy busy restaurant for dinner I come out of that and the best way I can describe it is like I have this like sparkle and this like energy that I feel like is radiating off of me that I'm like I've got to tell everyone about this and I become the world's biggest enthusiast for everything and then my poor um Introvert husband suffers because he's usually the recipient of that energy. Because if I don't have anyone else to pass it to, I will call him um, and then we will have a phone call, which I'm getting laughs from our introvert. (laughs) Your
0: poor introvert
2: husband. husband. Maybe you should just call someone on our team. Call Matt, you know? Yeah, I think I think my husband's going to be happy for this transition for me um, to have other people to call uh, to like talk about. And I want to give a play-by-play and how amazing it was and what this person said. And then that's what I said. And then this is how great it was. And here's who was in the room and the energy and how it all happened. Um, I get a lot of like excitement and energy from that. Like it makes me then feel like, wow, I could then, I could do anything I could take on the world. And it's almost this idea, like I can just create more energy for myself. Like I had a friend ask me and she's like, what do you do? Like, if you're starting to feel like a little low energy and you need to keep going, I was like, well, I create more. Like, doesn't everyone do that? Like I just create it <laughs> and I'm introverts. do not, you need that time to actually refill and, and refresh. And what I'll say is, again, not intending to stereotype, and I'm talking about my own personal experience, I do have my limits. And there definitely are days, like I mentioned earlier, where like I do probably like to have like one day a week where I really don't leave my house and I have time to process my week and what's happened because I think sometimes um, a weakness of an extrovert is that we don't take that time. And we're just pushing momentum forward, forward, forward. Um, and we wish we could tap into that introversion a little more often.
1: Yeah, that's that's great. And I think it's important also to say like introverts don't not like people at all. They like to be around people, right? You need like Diana, you need to be around people, right? Like if you I were do. there, if you're there all around your house all the time.
0: I would lose my mind. I would lose my mind. Mind. I need I love that I have lots of Zoom calls during the day and I i am an active participant with all my friends on Marco Polo. Like I do need humans. I need humans.
1: Yeah. And there's a, and that goes back to a universal human trait that we talked about before is this idea. Like we need to feel like we have a common purpose with other people. Like we need to feel that connection with other humans. And that's true for everybody. That's, that's, that's not an introvert. That's not an extrovert trait. That's an everyone human trait is that we need to feel that connection. It's, it's hugely, hugely important. So as we kind of wrap this episode up, I want to talk a little bit about what are some tips that we have for extroverts? What are tips we have for introverts in terms of being more effective in your roles as an introvert or being more effective in your role as an extrovert? What are your thoughts there?
2: Well, I'm the extrovert, so I guess I'll talk first. Uh, (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Nice. I know. I think I I beat Diana to the unmute by a second. I think being an extrovert at work, it's knowing your boundaries, right? Of I think, kind of akin to what I said a moment ago, of because we love being social and being around others so much, sometimes we can neglect boundaries in work um, and say yes to everything because it feels exciting. So that's one thing to, extro- to extroverts I would say out there of make sure you are taking care of yourself and you're setting realistic and reasonable boundaries and being your own best advocate at work. Just because you can, doesn't mean you always should. And so knowing like, what are the things at work that I actually enjoy doing and want to do, like shoot my hand up. doesn't mean that I am necessarily the right person to take on that new project or take on that task of taking time to do that self-reflection and say, how do I want to grow? And then just saying yes to those things, using our vocal prowess to advocate for ourselves and tell our our managers, our bosses and say, this is how I want to grow. These are the type of things that I would like to do at work. And that probably means that I'm going to have to say no to some of these other things that maybe I've been taking on for a long time.
1: Oh, I think those are really great suggestions. I was thinking about I made the extrovert mistake at the beginning of this as we were preparing for this. As I we talked about who was going to be facilitating this discussion, and I we said okay, Don's going to do that. So I've been thinking about like what am I going to say? What questions am I going to ask? And you guys were throwing ideas out and I'm adding, the, taking the ideas, but I'm also in my head thinking, okay, what, what's the question going to be? How do we divide drive this conversation? And while I was thinking about that, Diana told Stephanie, she says, by the way, when we're on this, we can unmute ourselves. And that kind of tells us who's going to speak next. That way we're not kind of fumbling over each other. And so I didn't hear her say that. So then when I started to, to, to kick off, I says, here's what we're going to talk about. And Stephanie, by the way, and I said the unmute thing again, and Diana was like, why did you have to say that again? And I think I made a classic extrovert mistake because I was thinking about what I was going to say instead of listening to the other person. So, just wanted to fess up to that.
0: Um, that's I knew. I knew that's what happened. I didn't think you were actually like <laughs> restating what I said because you know whatever. I I knew that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And and as an introvert, I think we often take too much time to think through things and. I don't, I have learned to say, give me a second to process it. Like, just give me a second to process that instead of saying nothing, right? I think there's a lot of times where I can just sit and listen and absorb the whole time. And instead of doing that, I've said, give me just a second to process. Or I'll say, I have thoughts on that. Let me collect them, right? But it shows that I'm engaged. It shows that I'm listening. And it shows that I do have things to say. I'm just not as quick to say them as the extrovert. Bethany you were going to say something.
3: Yeah. So this is unrelated to this topic but I just threw my coffee all over my floor <laughs> just a minute ago. I wish you guys could have seen it. It's pretty spectacular. But as far as this topic goes. <laughs> um I think like so I would I said I'm more of an ambivert and you talked about processing Diana and whenever you look at the sort of those three different categories the tendency is that like an, ex, an extrovert likes to talk things out with others and an uh, introvert likes to process internally and then an ambivert can sort of process out louder or, or internally which I think is just interesting um, to know but I but I think for ambiverts like me knowing being able to communicate with people when you need to like go be alone too and you're like I love being around you like you guys have seen me like high on people and being like I want to talk to the whole team and I really need you guys and I like to be around you and I'll just call you if I don't feel like I've had enough connection with somebody (laughs) but but also like just communicating with like hey I need to go be by myself for a while and work on something or Think about something or whatever. And it's not because I don't want to be around you extroverts. I just, I just need that time to recharge a little bit so that I can come back a little bit stronger tomorrow. And that's all that is. I've been in that situation, I Previously, um, in other, um, in other jobs, I've worked um, like fully remote and um mainly had my kids with me. And I've had those, I, I remember like being in those situations. I know I'm not an introvert because working in those situations was really, really hard for me because I didn't get to connect with a team very often. And so I knew that I needed that, but there's just those times to step away. And I think with all of these, it's just kind of over-communicating when you can that like, don't misread my intention here. Or if I'm an extrovert, like, hey, if I'm talking too much or taking up the room or whatever, like, please let me know. And I will be happy to step back. Or if I'm an introvert and like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to ignore you if we need to have a conversation about something that's great or give me some time to think about it or whatever. Um, I think it's just over-communicating. Yeah.
0: Yeah, And I was going to say also introverts, like don't forget that you do need humans. I think a lot of times I'll sit in my little hole, my dark hole here and, there are days that I could not talk to anybody and I would probably enjoy that every now and then, but I do know that I need my team. I need to interact with others. I need collaboration. I need other people's ideas. So like all of those things are very important. It just takes me a little bit longer to like muster up the energy to go do that.
1: Yeah. When my son diagnosed, when he finally got tested positive for COVID, he came into my little confined space up here and walked in and he goes, I tested positive. And he comes and gives me this big hug. It was really cute. He was like, he's, he's a big time introvert, but you could tell he was just like, I know you need people and I need people. We all need people. We need each other. It's true. Yeah. So I think we talked about some really good things here about introverts and extroverts. And if you don't know which one you are, there's lots of opportunities for you to take different assessments. I know a free one that's out there is 16personalities.com. We like to use that one quite a bit. That's one that shares that, but there's lots of others that are out there. So you can kind of find out where you fit on that spectrum of stuff, but wherever you fit, remember, if you're an extrovert, you have to look for opportunities to use those skills and also make sure that your skills aren't overwhelming other skills like listening. Uh, if you're an introvert, make sure that when you are listening, you're also remembering that you're also communicating while you're listening. You know, we say, Diana, we talk a lot of times you talk about like, it's just my face. You have that sign on your door, right? Cause you're thinking yeah. you're processing, but your face is processing. And you're like, you know, you talked about the financial planner sitting, thinking about stuff. Like, yeah. You have to you have to be actively listening, use that skill set a little bit. Um, Bethany, you talked about how we also need to have a little bit of grace for each other too, in terms of what we do as a, as a team, because sometimes we're going to step on each other's toes because we're all a little bit different and we need each other for stuff. So final takeaways on this topic. I
0: think that for me, I would encourage leaders to know more about which type of person you have on your team and help that person shine in the best way possible. So if you have an accountant that is an extrovert and you keep them in a hole in the back of the office, they're probably not shining. They're probably not their best. And so I think you can find ways to help your team be their best based on introvert, extrovert, you know?
1: I love that. Know what you've got, right? Great managers play chess, not checkers because all your pieces do different things. That's great. Other thoughts, other takeaways.
3: I feel like we we shared a lot of really good things and I like what you said Diana. Um and could kind of go Diana. Okay. And now Blair's part of this podcast now too. So. <laughs> um, but but I mean I think it goes back to just the roles of like figuring out what is what is the goal that you have, the goals that you have for each person on your team, and helping them find creative ways to execute on those goals with their unique abilities and just the way that they were made. Um, because you might be surprised that someone might be able to accomplish that goal in a really unique way um, if you just open up that conversation.
1: love that. Nice job. And thanks, Blair, for joining us on that one. Stephanie, what's your biggest takeaway from this conversation or the takeaway for our listeners?
2: Yeah, I think my, my biggest takeaway is similar to um, what both Bethany and Diana have said. It's, it's get to know your people, um, be, be sure that, you know, the roles that you're putting people in actually help them be their best and don't be afraid to change those. Um, I think sometimes we get really attached to role descriptions and job descriptions as leaders because we spent so much time writing those and making them beautiful and thinking about um, what this person would do if they came into our company and the role that they would play of don't be afraid to adjust those to match someone's unique gifts and talents within your organization, Um, adjust to the unique ways that maybe they work. Um, We don't want to get stagnant and stuck in there's only one way to do this, and this is the way we've always done it as well as I think, I think this is from a Gallup, um, something. So someone correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, great managers treat everyone fairly, not necessarily equally. So like thinking about that and, and chewing on it a little bit for yourself as a manager of, okay, how am I making sure I'm actually giving everyone the opportunity to do a great job at my business versus saying that we just have these blanket, Policies of everyone has to do everything this way, or maybe we've gotten a little too attached to a system or a process in our company versus allowing people to really actually do a great job and feel like they can win.
1: Yeah, I love that. Being fair and flexible, I love that a lot. I was thinking about Diana when you and I went to Detroit a few months ago, we went to an event and I spoke at the event and you kind of sat in the back. And I think you were quite happy doing so. It's it was my take on it. Yeah, I was. in the back. And the coolest part was like, I would say something. They talked about like communication styles. We weren't expecting to talk about that at one point. And I, I in front of the group, I said, well, well maybe we'll send out to you like the assessment or something so you can take the assessment yourself. And Diana from the back, she's like, I already did. I just I just yeah. sent it to everybody in here. So it's just like, yeah. those are like, I see Diana's moments of like, that's, that's her moments of badass, right? For <laughs> like, what she's doing. It occurred to me like Stephanie are going to go to a conference here in a couple of weeks together. And initially, like in my head, I was thinking like, no pressure for you going to this conference or anything like that. You're just going to go and we're just going to kind of meet some folks and just whatever and hang out. But in my mind, I'm like, I'm thinking about this wrong. I'm thinking like, no, 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 go make a bunch of friends at this conference because that's what we're going to want to do. So I want you, you're in your, you're going to be in your environment this. Go make us a whole bunch of friends. That's what we want to do. So,
2: Oh yeah, that makes me super excited. So if yeah. you're listening and you're going to be at that conference, prepare to become my new friend. It's going to be <laughs> fantastic and we're going to have so much fun.
1: Get ready, Illinois Critical Access Hospital Network, because we're coming. <laughs> we're coming to hit you up. So thank you so much for joining us today. What a great topic. I love these because we get to talk about these things as teams and I think it keeps us sharp because I always learn something every time as we talk through Uh, through these topics and think through what these things mean, all these different things. So if you have topics that you'd like us to cover, please reach out to us. Uh, Feel free to reach out and let us know the topics. Give us your thoughts too. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, We have fans all over the place. We keep hearing from when I go to events. It's fun to hear people say, hey, I listened to this episode and it made a big difference in my life. That's our goals. So it's our goals to help you to become a better people-centric leader, which means not only are you making yourself more powerful, but you're making others more powerful at the same time. So thanks for joining us.
0: Thank you for listening to the People-Centered Podcast. We are so grateful for you joining us every week. If you like this content, please like and subscribe. Also, feel free to share on your social media with everyone that you know. It really does help us. If you would like to contact us, I have put our information in the show notes. Please reach out anytime. We love hearing from you. We will be back next week with a new topic. Until then... Be well and lead well.